0: hello and welcome to the polygon show i'm simone de rochefort and
1: i'm here today with chelsea star hello and abby russell from hello Giant Bob. that's me sorry to inter- uh, interrupt my introduction
0: no it was very good i was pretty much done with it okay. um i was gonna say that i'm not actually there with you i'm remote but i'm looking at you on a camera and you're looking back at me and it's probably pretty upsetting for you.
2: Your head is huge. <laughs>
0: my head is huge and wet.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the wet is normal, but the huge is a new development for you. Do you have a case of wet head? No.
0: It's just very hot in my in my uh, my bedroom where I'm recording the thing. Um, so I think that you will see just me becoming progressively moist. But no, tell me about tell me about you. You're here because Allegra is not here this week. Hi. Sorry. That's the other thing. Allegra's out this week and I just got back from Europe yesterday. So I am clearly extremely um, on top of my stuff. Oh,
2: you you came back from the continent.
0: <laughs> oui, uh, le continent. Wow.
1: Are you jet lagged?
0: I'm probably super jet lagged. Wow. Probably cool. like maniacally jet lagged. But hey, before we talk about that. Abby, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about you, just in case people are unfamiliar.
1: Okay. Um, I work for a video game website called Giant Bomb. Um, what? Yes. My name is Incredible. Abby Russell. I'm 26 years old. Um, I really like hot dogs and Bjork and documentaries. Um, I don't know how to introduce myself, I'm realizing right now.
2: No, hot dogs
1: and Bjork is all the important things I needed to know. Good. Yes. Agreed. Are we Bjork fans here?
0: I think I am, but honestly, I don't know that much about Bjork.
1: Okay. I love love the idea of Bjork. These are good answers. The
0: mere concept of Bjork. Yeah.
1: These are open-hearted answers, and I appreciate that.
0: Man, all I really know about Bjork is... um, that swan dress thing, which is like so 20, 2002, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think that's what most people know about Bjork, which is fair. I think that's what she became famous for. I also think people think she's really weird for stuff like that, not realizing that some of it... And like, yes, she is weird, but also some of it is like a joke. Like, I think the swan dress was a joke, and she didn't realize mm. how serious the Oscars were. Anyway, we're really getting into big Bjork talk. I this, mean, honestly, early, this,
2: this podcast is... This is our podcast okay. now. So your Bjork your, Cast. Bjork Cast is here. She should be your next guest. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. Jelani, can we set that up somehow? Jelani, our producer in the studio, Ooh. they're confirming he, you can't hear it, but he is saying that he is dialing into Bjork on his podcast personal mobile phone to get her on the show so maybe
1: she can jump in for the second half what do you think she's played what do you think bjork has been playing Mm, that's a good question she did actually have a series of ipad and iphone apps for one of her albums that were sort of like a little game thing i don't know i could i could see
0: her getting deep into some relaxing shit like stardew valley maybe
1: Ooh, yeah she actually does a lot of vr stuff so i can see her making like some weird vr game oh my god where you like bjork does vr stuff. stuff Yeah, she has a lot of her videos. She does, like, these, like, visual oh, exhibits and places, okay. and she'll, like, have VR music videos, basically.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, she loves technology.
0: Well, uh, until Bjork gets here, I guess we'll kind of just have to do our own show. Uh, so today, we got some exciting stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the new game from Her Story creator Sam Barlow. Just is called Telling Lies. We'll also be hearing from Abby about some stuff that she's doing with The Sims and Dicey Dungeons. Um, and then right, be- right as we were beginning recording, right before we kind of hit play on this podcast, uh, we all realized that The Favourite is a dope movie, and Chelsea's finally seen it, and Abby loves it, and I love it. Uh, so we're going to talk about Oscar-nominated film The Favourite from last winter. Uh, as always, here at the Polygon Show... We keep you up to date on the
2: latest.
1: Basically, <laughs> it seems like y'all are like, y'all keep up to date with when stuff
2: goes on streaming. I mean, yeah, it's on HBO Honestly, Go and now, right now, it just got on those apps, so that is why yeah. I watched it.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. Yeah, uh, it's but great.
0: before we get into all that, Chelsea, tell us about telling lies.
2: Oh, well. <laughs> um. So. I, I a was, strong start from you. I know. <laughs> I was trying to think of a lie to tell you simone
0: wow i really put you on the spot there but you must not have been playing this game very hard if you can't even tell one lie if i can't
2: even tell one lie i hate hot dogs
0: (gasps)
1: wow That's that's a
2: tough lie um so uh telling lies is like you said the new game from sam barlow it is if you've played her story very much the same kind of game you are in this kind of Operating system GUI, and you you have this kind of shitty video search engine in front of you, but it's shitty because it only shows you five results no matter what you type in. You could type in a character's name, and it's like, well, I'll only give you the first five videos, so suck on that. Um, and basically, it you are trying to figure out a mystery between these four main characters. I will I will try to remain spoiler free because, like, literally, the game will be out Friday, um, and I don't want to spoil anyone. Ooh. Yeah, but uh the game does start with basically a woman running up to her apartment like like out of breath and she plugs in a hard drive. And the concept is that this is a stolen NSA hard drive full of people's like video like video calls and oh, recorded from both sides of the conversation. Oh. Yeah, so you like it's I know. <laughs> he, uh, Sam Barlow. I spoke to him. I've talked to him twice about this game. He was very inspired by the NS, the idea of the NSA recording all of our calls, and what would happen. I feel like most so, FaceTime calls are really boring, though, right? Yes, no doubt. But <laughs> I.
0: So her story. Sorry if I am derailing a little bit, but her story kind of uses the oldness of the UI and as. I guess an aesthetic and a, a technical limitation. Is this a modern uh, depiction? Then
2: it is like a, a m- more modern thing. It is a, the game is set in 2019, so it is a more modern UI. But the kind Nothing of the more horrifying the uh, the idea is that you're using kind of a operating system that is helps like that is helps you handle encrypted files, and it's using a special NSA kind of like video viewer called Retina to like cool. go through the files. So. I think that's a way they kind of thread that needle. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and it is really cool because you start out, there's one, when you start the game, there's just one word in the search box and there are five videos available to you you can just start down a path. And it's it's very open. Like I didn't really know about what the game was about. I didn't even kind of identify one of the characters for the first hour. And it's like, So it's very much kind of up to your interpretation. The cool thing now that he's updated since her story is that you can pause the video, highlight a word and just jump right to a new search. Yeah. So if you see a noun, you're like, oh, um, you know, I want to see this name. He mentioned a name or a place or anything or just a weird like verb or something. You're like, okay, I'm going to go search that now. Um, and it's cool because obviously you only see one half of the call. So what I did spend a lot of time doing was like trying to find the other half of the conversation. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, oh, what was the question that, that per- someone asked to get this answer? Oh.
0: So when you said that both sides are recorded, you are not, you don't see both sides no. at the same
2: time? No. And that is like why oh, you get... Classic s- Sam. Classic <laughs> Sam. There's so much what like... What are you doing? There's so much knowledge gaps. So... um I will just say that one of the the characters I immediately was like transfixed upon was a cam girl. Like mm-hmm. and just like in that total sense of the word, she is performing uh for a camera to viewers in a sexy way. And there is a lot of like sexual overtones to this game and adult themes and stuff like that, which is like makes it a little definitely interesting. Like I know there were some of those themes in her story, but not really to this level at all. So
0: Yeah, yeah, it was very sterile the environment was very sterile
2: yeah
1: so are all these characters connected in some way um or is it just a thing where you're sort of experiencing
2: people's no. worlds you are they're all connected through kind of a big lie i guess oh, is the way the game yeah is. i guess that makes sense uh <laughs> yeah so all these characters are like connected through one big lie and you're kind of and you're seeing them through a like a year and a half of time and you're trying to figure out how this was like, how is this all connected? What is the what is happening in this situation?
1: Okay, oh. do you learn anything? This is maybe like end game stuff, but do you learn anything about, I guess, the character you're playing looking through these files? Yes, you do. Oh, okay,
2: you do. Um, which is really it's like, and I think some of her motivations are left up to interpretation. But I had two of my two other polygon staff members have played it, and we talked about why we thought this was happening, and I think that. You can kind of glean a lot from. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, how
2: long is it going to take me to finish this so that we can have a spoiler cast episode? So I'm a completionist nightmare. And Yay. I <laughs> did detailed notes. I'm just a lot. And everything like that. And I think I played for about 15 to 20 hours. But I was talking. Ah!
1: <laughs>
2: it flies by, Simone. <laughs> Um, that's so also long. also I stopped in the middle cuz I discovered it had solitaire on it and I started playing solitaire. Wow.
1: <laughs> I love that. Holy There's this shit. Nancy Drew game I really like that has Sudoku on it. Oh That's no. completely unrelated to the mystery. Like you have to do it like two things of it to like get some other item, but boy, I played a lot of Sudoku in that game.
2: I was like, "Well, I haven't played solitaire in a while, and I'm just going to play one." Oh, I didn't I can't beat this game. I'll just try again. Yeah, so I want just try good, again. Though. Oh, it is good. I
1: Do you I, get
0: anything from playing solitaire?
2: What? No, you don't get anything. Okay. Uh. There was
0: something like that in her
1: too, wasn't there?
2: Yes. Uh, what is the game Othello?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Othello is that the black and white things you going to like flip
2: them over? Yeah, I don't remember entirely how to play it. Okay, I, I vaguely remember, I remember you like remember... get
1: them in a line and they have yeah. to like flip.
0: But I remember being really bad at it and being like, nope, nope. I'm gonna go back to taking my detective notes now. Thank you very much.
2: Um, yes, but this, this game also has like real actors that, you know, um, I've never watched Halt and Catch Fire, but I've heard it's really good. Um, and the woman who's in that Carrie Bichet, is in this and she is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Marshall green, who's apparently in Prometheus and a, uh, a lot of other stuff. He also produced the game. I just found out. So yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. So- there's, um, and the woman who played Aaliyah in the Lifetime movie. <gasps> Alexandra, oh my god, I should remember her last name, but she was ocasio
0: Cortez. Wow, yes. she's such a good actor, so good. Oh, yeah. Very busy woman. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted. What was I going to ask you? Yes, okay. So her story, I obviously like loved it, and it was Polygon's Game of the Year 2015 15, 15 5,000 years ago. Um, does this I guess live up to the massive hype that I have unwillingly?
2: Uh, yes, cultivated. Well, I think I think that it is better. I mean, like I think that for her story is still a masterpiece, but I think that her story was like Sam Barlow tried this thing out and this is like, oh, what can I do now that I know that thing works and I have more resources and money to hire four plus more actors and like do this in a big expanded scope. I'm in. I know. This is, I think, going to be extremely your game, Simone. Goaty
0: material? Abby, how did you feel about Her Story? I never played it. What? Sorry,
1: it wasn't in the industry then. Get your I fucking
0: was... iPad and play fucking Her Story. Okay.
1: What are you doing? Yeah, like, no, on... is, can I get it on my phone? Because I don't like playing computer games, aside from The Sims, which
2: I play a lot of. <laughs> yeah, you can get it on your... I think you can get Her Story on like most devices at this point. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll... Can you get it on like, consoles? Yeah, some of them. Okay. Can you? Is this telling lies going to be on consoles? It's on PC, Mac, and iOS right now.
1: Ooh, I'm getting it on my phone. Yeah, I think it actually, it might like, I think it'll work. Because you get a big phone. You gotta... Yeah. I got small fingers on a big phone. I'm mm-hmm. fine.
0: Yes, Her Story is available for iOS and Android.
2: Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Looks like I got some homework to do. Which is how
0: I played it on iPad, which explains a lot
2: I played it but, on an iPad yeah. on a plane it was like a very nice like wow. plane thing I got extremely engrossed and then I was still on the plane for a while yeah but did you
1: have a notebook yes like a okay, real life
2: good. notebook yeah oh is this one of those games I love those kinds of games. oh my god oh, you, yeah. you need it's to write major. down oh from Majorly
0: one of those games
2: for telling r- lies there is like an in-game notepad, and then I just started copying all of those notes to Evernote, and then I had a, a notepad in front of me that I just write wrote down nouns because, again, the search engine term oh, thing. So, that's like, so
1: cool. I love that.
2: Yes, I think that I cannot wait to hear what you think about this game because I think. Wow. Yeah. I have to play. We gotta it. have
0: you back on. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Great. I'm free all the time. Yay! All right.
0: Now, Abby,
1: mm-hmm. my
0: sweet-smelling friend. <laughs> yes, I smell good. There are a couple of games you want to talk about today. And the first one is kind of a throwback.
2: It's The Sims.
1: It is a throwback, but you know what? People are... There's content coming out for The Sims all the time. There's I new... Mean,
2: did they just announce yes, some new stuff today? just
1: today they announced there's like a like a Magic expansion. It's a, a game pack. So there are like three different kinds of, you know, DLC for The Sims. You got the expansion packs, which has the most stuff is the most like game changing. Then you have the game packs, which I believe is what this is, which still has some game changing stuff but not quite nearly as much. Then you have the stuff packs, which will occasionally have like oh maybe there's a new career or something, but it's mostly just like here's a bunch of goods, here's a bunch of items that you can mm-hmm. play with your Sims. And maybe they have like some extra activities with them. Anyway, they just announced a new one and I'm really excited about it. It's a magic one. I've never played any of the magic expansions before, so I'm looking forward to get into getting into this one, but I you- I think
0: I played one of the magic expansions in The Sims 2 possibly or maybe that was one of the ones that I never got the chance to have and my friend Taylor Beard had it and I always hmm. craved it. But so you are playing The Sims 4 right now.
1: Yes. I just will say though that is such a like very specific thing. I had that feeling too where I had friends who had like all the expansion packs, so I had like one or two and boy, going to their houses, it was
2: amazing. Would you Oh my god. That's hard when you have a friend that has the cool thing oh, you want to do, and they're like, No, I don't want to do that today. I'm like, Look, Taylor, I came in your house to play The Sims. Exactly. <laughs> I had wow, few... to call her out. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a friend named Taylor, and I went over to her house to play with her My Little Ponies. So, wow. yeah. Man, that's the yeah. best. Yeah. Anyway. It such
0: a specific feeling, though. I, oh, yeah. I do remember, like, knowing I could only get one expansion pack as a kid and mm-hmm. trying to choose, like, do I want live in large or do I want hot times downtown I don't remember the names of any other OG university like that was a good (gasps) one whichever one lets you do the most sexy stuff exactly Uh, But what are you doing in the sims 4 right now
1: um so I've been playing a lot of the sims I really like the sims especially as someone who has to talk about games all the time the sims is a nice like I can sort of shut my brain off and just play a game I've played for 100 hours already um and right now, I have been playing. So, I've been, you know, I have like a legacy family right now where it's like, oh, I've been playing for a few generations with this family. And they're all big celebrities and they're all very rich. So, I made one. I was like, this is getting kind of dull. They're too, it's too easy. So, I moved one of them out and made her live on the beach. And they have this new trait in some of the like houses, some of the sort of places you can live, which is like an off the grid trait. Uh, which basically means there's no electricity and limited running water, Um, which has been interesting. I think it's a little bit frustrating because there still aren't a ton of items that work with it. Like You have to only have candles and only some of the sinks work, and it's not always clear which one's going to work and which isn't. Um, But so far, I'm finding it much harder. I like made her a woman that I'm like, okay, this will be your wife. And, like, it'll be easy and fine. I didn't even make a second bedroom because I'm like, whatever. They'll like each other immediately. And they've been so (laughs) unhappy because all the water's tepid and, like, it's dark. So they're just, like, constantly unhappy. And they, like, every time I try to get them to flirt with each other, they hate it. And I'm like, no. Like, you have to share this bed. So one's always, like, napping on the couch. Anyway, they'll fall in love eventually. But I'm enjoying the sort of new feature of um, this came with, I think, the Island Living expansion pack. Uh, But this new feature of um, living off the grid. Yeah.
0: I think The Sims is the only game that has A like been doing DLC since before it was called DLC and two is still doing it and not having people get mad about the them adding extra stuff to it.
1: Yeah. I I don't know if it's just
0: because we're inured to it being part of the Sims.
1: I feel like people who don't play The Sims always have that joke of like, well, if I got into it now, I'd have to spend like five hundred dollars, which is sort of true. But you can also just get the game, like base game, and you'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, But I think you know, it's meant to get them gradually. You know, you get them with time. I also feel like, as someone who has a bunch of them playing it, I constantly have stuff to do, which is pretty cool. I'm constantly like, oh, I didn't even know this feature was in here from this other expansion pack, which is kind of neat to poke around in.
0: Do you? play in bursts or have you been playing
1: steadily? Uh, What do you mean by bursts?
0: I I guess because I whenever I play The Sims, I have a tendency to like do it nonstop for a weekend and then stop cold for months or years.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably more accurate. I think it's it's usually instead of a weekend, it's like a week or two of like, oh my yeah. god, all I'm thinking about is The Sims, and then I'll stop forever, and then I'll be like, maybe I'll make a new family, or like maybe I'll make a bunch of vampires, or this other like track of The Sims that I don't play very often. Yeah. Um, and it'll get me hooked in again.
0: What do you what do with you the this time?
1: Oh, uh, sorry. I wanted to make a celebrity sim. Anyway, I just wanted to know what you do with a bunch of vampires. Uh, You make them go around and turn other people into vampires. You kill them in the sun. Um, (laughs) Make them fly around and do vampire stuff. You know, all the good stuff.
0: Man. So The Sims is one of those franchises where every time I kind of hear a little bit about it, there's this voice in the back of my head that's like, get back in, Simone. Yeah. do it. It's the Siren Call. How many expansion packs are out for four right now? A million. There are a lot. Oh, God. I remember when that first came out, I was still at Pixelkin. I think I reviewed it, which is nuts to think about that they've still just been working off that game for four years now?
1: A long time. And it's also, I think when the game came out... It had sort of a slow start. I think a lot of people were disappointed by what the game didn't have in it rather than being excited by what it did Mm -hmm. have in it, which I could appreciate, especially in the start. They had some weird things where it's like they didn't have pools, they didn't have toddlers, they didn't have these sort of mainstay things that are like very iconic pools. to the Sims. What the hell? It was weird. people were
2: really mad about the no pools thing.
1: It was bizarre. it's cuz it's like such an iconic thing of like you kill your sim in a pool, that's the first thing you do in the Sims. So it was a weird thing, but it was like they patched it in a month or two later. It clearly felt like, oh, they just didn't have time for this, I guess, but it was a little bit unusual. But I do feel like they've done such a good job of just like maintaining the quality of life with it. Like they're constantly doing pretty good improvements. They're constantly coming out with a lot of free stuff free content mm-hmm. added to the sims um i also really like the sims because it's really inclusive like you can make trans characters which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um and i don't know they even like will update stuff like they had like an insane trait that they changed to i think erratic uh mm-hmm. to be just a little more inclusive and i feel like they're really good about responding to that kind of community dialogue yeah
0: man are you I want
2: are you sorry. thinking very, i like the the Simone, what you can't see is Simone is moving her laptop screen and Skype closer to her, thinking about the Sims. Thinking I was
0: trying to adjust my legs. They weren't comfortable. But it is making me look really excited about the Sims. You're just like I actually
2: am pulsing with excitement to play the Sims.
1: Wait, tell me about your celebrity family, Abby. Like how did they start? So it started with one woman named Rudy Frankfurter. And Perfect. she was my first celebrity. She worked her way to the top to become a global superstar. Um, she was very, very famous. And um, I was like, okay, well, at some point I wanted her to have a baby, but I also wanted her to keep playing the field. I didn't want her to necessarily settle That's down. That's a hard
0: decision that every career woman has to make.
1: Thank you. You understand. Um, so on Christmas, I made her get pregnant with Santa's baby. <gasps> so she had the ultimate celebrity a baby. It was Santa. Um and then after a while I was like, Okay, well I want like a friend for this other kid. So she adopted another child. Um and then they became really famous and rich and they grew up and they were like living in the sort of like uh, fake Hollywood that the Sims have there. And then once the kids grew up and the mom died, oh also her dog died and then I let I like it lived on the the lot as a ghost for a long time, <gasps> and then I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it by the time it was just me and the kids, so they had this ghost dog for way too long. Anyway, then they moved to um, the big city, and then oh, cool. one kid, the Santa's baby, he was a streamer, um, <gasps> so Uh, he (laughs) got famous like doing streaming uh like on a computer and then the other one the other girl she's going to become the president that's that's her goal she's very environmentally smart savvy and smart and that was when i started getting bored and was like okay i'll move her to this off the grid off the grid
2: lot you you walk the walk you basically were like you cannot be president you have to go live on the beach (laughs) now she can do
1: both she's going to be the first Yes, and then her soon-to-be wife, once they stop hating each other, she's a conservationist. So she, she cares about the oceans, the environment. I think it, I think it should be a good match. Once I can get them happy, we'll see. It does
0: sound like a match made in heaven, except for the part where they are suffering. Like,
1: <laughs> of course you wouldn't like yes. the
2: random person that just showed up with your no electricity Look, or water.
1: It was an arrangement, but you know what? Sometimes those are the happiest marriages. Um, but, I also, yeah. I will say, I made her wife using The Sims. They like made like a free content feature, like upgrade, uh, where they added like stories, which is basically you go in and you make a sim and you answer a few questions about the sim and then they basically make a sim for you and they give you like a few skills from the start maybe a trade or two and like a career from the start so that's how she got conservationist, which wound up being perfect because that was exactly what I wanted I really Um, like that yeah and it's cool because I couldn't go in because it was also like she was very family oriented and like wanted to have babies and all this stuff and I'm like I don't know if I want that but I couldn't change it so I was like well, we're gonna stick with it, and it, it definitely made me play differently, which I appreciated. It made it, it made me make a sim that it was like, well, I wouldn't normally make a sim like this, but cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's very interesting as someone who plays The Sims a lot to have that sort of fast track, especially because. When you have like a sim baby and you raise them especially with like the parenthood expansion pack, they can get certain traits depending on like how well they do in school and if they're like a, a you know a scout. Oh. Um, so they have like these traits going into adulthood whereas if you go into create a mode and just make an adult, they're much more bare. So it was nice to have some of that filled out a little bit in the story mode. I like that better than just doing a pure randomization yeah
0: me too like that sounds like a very cool aspect of it well abby thanks a lot for wanting making me want to get back into the freaking sims yeah probably something i can't even play on my macbook but stay tuned to find out uh (laughs) but you've also been playing dicey dungeons yes the heck is
1: that dicey dungeons is a very cool game i guess it would probably be best suited as like a RPG deck builder, I think is the genre type. So that's sort of like Slay the Spire Mm -hmm. or that SteamWorld Quest game that came out a little bit ago. Um, So the premise of the game is it's sort of like a game show where you are turned into a die and then (laughs) uh, you go in and you have to fight basically all these different levels of dungeons and you have to like fight them and you can get new cards and upgrade them. But basically how you do the combat is you have these cards that you choose and you can sort of yeah I think you have like a certain amount of slots that you can fit the cards in um and then the cards they're all based on these dice rolls so let's say you rolled a six uh and you had a card and sometimes they're as simple as you now will hit for six and other times it might be something that's like oh if you roll an even die then you can do this other thing or you could hit for a very Bare numbers, so like, oh, I rolled a, a six. I put it in the, like I could roll an even die, but I only hit for three because that's what the card does. I feel like it sounds much more complicated than it is. It's it's but... super.
2: I've heard it's very simple. Yes. Also, Simone, you should look up the aesthetics of this game because it's freaking adorable yeah. and cool I look looking.
1: It up. I will say it, it. The presentation is really well done, top to bottom. Like the music's really fun. I think the oh writing is pretty fun. The characters you fight are usually pretty funny and fun. Um, and I think they also do a good job of having it feel like sort of a fun, quick experience of like, I'm going through these dungeons, I'm fighting stuff, I'm sort of in and out pretty quickly. Um oh, I like But that. also, yeah, it's good. But also they have like a bunch of different characters for you to play and each one will have a different, you know, premise for them. So the first one might just be like, oh, they're a special thing, they're sort of an easier character, you could just re-roll one of your die. But another character is you have this sort of, it's going to be sort of hard to describe in the ab- abstract, but you have this, this thing where every time you roll you uh, add up the sort of total of the, the the amount of your die, and then if you hit, like, the jackpot, then you get special rewards, and if you go over it, you can no longer play any of your cards. So it, it just really creates for fun mechanics for your, these new characters, um, and it feels very fresh each time you play a different character.
0: This art style is 100% my thing. It kind of reminds me of um, Emily... Who does the horror comics, whose names whose name I have forgotten? Emily Ah I'm I'm Googling her right now. But it's like You're just gonna uh, Google like
1: Emily Horror?
0: Yes. <laughs> like it's this f- uh, it's a very flat style, which I, I wouldn't Emily Carroll. Weirdly enough. Do you guys okay. know Emily Carroll? No, no. But oh I'll, my God. I'll have to look her up. Okay. Y'all <laughs> should read some Emily Carroll um a lot of her comics are available online but she does horror comics and they are
2: wait uh, why are you you're a big scaredy cat well listen chelsea you won't read you won't watch any movies you're just reading the wikipedia plot summaries i just had to raise that i'm surprised that you're reading horror comics wow you don't like horror stuff no, it scares oh, me. Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, but as Jenna has called me out on this before, because I said that I wasn't a horror fan. And she's like, okay, but you obsessively read Wikipedia pages and you clearly like enjoy and engage in conversations about horror media like a horror fan would. And I was like, stop calling me out. Leave me
2: alone. <laughs> We're all calling you out.
0: Um Anyway, her stuff is very scary and not safe for work, so you know all okay. warnings given. But um, the point is, I really like this art style, and also this game is available on itch, mm-hmm. so that if you, like me, are uh, off Steam for good because it is a hell program, oh wow, you can get it somewhere else.
2: I so it's made by Terry Kavanaugh, who made a bunch of really interesting indie games like VVVV, yes, know, and a bunch bunch of things all the v's all the v's yes uh it is funny because that game is like not accessible and this one is oh really i've never played it i think it's like if i'm thinking of the right game it's like kind of a challenging like, mm, like spike maze because oh, the vs yeah. really yeah. spikes.
0: Right. it is yeah. a, a suffering game yeah, yeah. I,
2: I don't really like those very much and i love dicey dungeons no, it's it's like he's kind of bounced all over. But his his games always have like very different aesthetics from each other, and I think that's kinda cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would definitely say this is definitely very accessible. Um, especially compared to something like Slay the Spire. Um it's definitely really easy to just hop mm-hmm. right into and play it, despite the fact that it's really hard to describe on a podcast. Yeah.
0: I well you're you're full of good suggestions of things that I now want to check out. Great. Darn you. <laughs> Okay let's talk about a movie y'all. So Chelsea you've recently watched The Favorite.
2: Yes I opened HBO Go on Saturday night and I was like I could start Euphoria. I could start Secession. And then I was like no it's like 930. I don't want to start a new show. And I saw that The Favorite was streaming. And I was like, this is a movie I'd kind of like been interested in. But also, I have a lot of feelings when it's like an Oscar nominated period piece, right? You kind mm-hmm. of assume one thing. Did yep. they win
1: any Oscars?
2: Um, the I believe
1: Olivia Coleman won yes. Best Actress. Yes, that's right. It was very exciting. I do remember this. Her yes. speech Deserved. was very good. Yes.
2: yes. Um, I have mixed feelings about the Oscars overall. It's... Sure. It's all stupid. and Yeah, exactly. But... Exactly. So, so often Oscar nominated period pieces are one thing specifically. And this mm-hmm. is not that. The favorite is just like Buck Wild, satire, like a satire of the early 1700s when Queen Anne was queen. I didn't know very much about Queen Anne to begin with. So, I still don't know much. Uh,
0: Neither do I, although I did read her Wikipedia page after I saw the favorite.
2: Yes.
1: Wow. I don't. I'm going to be really honest, and maybe this will make me sound like a dunce. I don't think I realized it was based off of a real person.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know what time period it was, so don't feel bad at all. Okay. Like I did a lot of... Because it's like, I don't really understand. A, like Anglican history has kind of bored me a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so, thing is, it's really long, and there's a lot of people, and they all have
0: the same names. I know.
2: They're all George and Anne. George <laughs> oh. and Anne. Well, she had a son named George, a dad named George. Oh, it God. was all that. So, <laughs> no,
0: that's nonsense.
2: Anne was the last um let's let's talk about the plot summary of The Favourite if you have not seen it, if you are if you have seen it and you're just yelling at us, I'm sorry. But the plot summary of The Favourite right is that Queen Anne has is, you know, she is the last ruler of her legacy. She actually had 17 children who all died in in steel bursts and all these sad ways. Um, and so she has a very close female friend, uh, who's played by Rachel Weiss, who is named Sarah. Um, and Sarah basically like starts out, you're like, oh, Sarah's just like kind of her right hand and doing a lot of stuff for her. And also not, not sure if historically accurate or not. They have some kind of relationship,
1: Um, a romantic, a
2: romantic, helping her
1: calm as well. It's very important. (laughs) Yes. And And it also very much seems like she, like the queen is probably more of like a figurehead and the Sarah woman is probably running things. Oh yeah. Sarah seems
2: like she's running shit. And that's Mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, so immediately right away. And then the other part of the movie is, so Sarah's played by Rachel Weisz. The other part, Emma Stone shows up. She is Sarah's cousin, Abigail. She is basically like her dad sold her away to pay off a gambling debt. So she fell from her station. And it is, like, her attempt to, the whole movie is her attempt to rise to Sarah's level with evil. Manipulation.
1: Yeah, yeah. but you don't even know that from, like, that's not necessarily clear from the start, I feel no. like. Which is I think is, I think it's well done of, like, okay, who is really here because they love the queen? Who is here because they just want to better themselves? Um which I, I think is really well done in that sense. I also found it very funny. Um, and I remember being in theaters and really laughing at a lot of stuff. Especially that dance scene. I don't know if y'all remember the oh dance sequence. Oh my god, the I dance it's sequence. so funny. And I was laughing so hard. I was like cracking up in the theater. And I was with uh, my friend Austin Walker of uh, Waypoint now, I guess, Vice Gaming fame. Um, and we were both laughing. And I feel like no one else in the theater was laughing. Which I thought was unusual.
0: That Dude. is unfortunate. That, yeah, is that scene, extremely that was, funny. it's
1: so funny. I also feel like there are sometimes those movies where people don't really, I think, expect it to be funny, so they don't laugh. You know what I mean? Like, they go and be like, this is a Victorian, like, drama. It's like, no, it's fucking yeah. funny. You know what and I mean? And it's like
0: the opposite of a, a stuffed shirt kind of closed yeah. room situation, although a lot of it does take place in closed rooms. But it, it is very quirky and dark and strange. In a way that isn't prestige Oscar bait at all. No,
2: absolutely not. I, I knew that this movie was weird as heck. Well, first, there's a scene where they're racing ducks at the start, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then one of the main guys has a duck he keeps with him all time named Horatio. <laughs> well, not forget that. It has like a, a little like tuft of hair, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I just remember it's a little it's wait
2: a little what wig.
0: I said Horatio was a hero. Oh yes, this, this is, is wonderful. No ducks harmed in the making of this film.
2: No, absolutely not. But yes, the see so I saw the duck racing and then I, the dance scene is not much later than that and you're just like what is That's when I was like what is this movie? Yes,
1: totally, especially. Yeah, I feel like that was where it's like, okay, this is going for something. I,
0: Shades of like that um Heath Ledger movie, A Knight's Tale, where they're doing queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, like A Knight's job. Tale is like so goofy though. <laughs> Like a Knight's Tale doesn't take itself too seriously in a way, like because doesn't a Knight's Tale open up and they're jousting and like it's like medieval music, but like to We Will Rock
2: You or something? Yes, yeah. exactly, and, then
0: and like this... being in the favorite during the dance. scene,
1: So
2: <laughs> okay, it but... just made me like a little bit of a smarter, less obvious anachronism, but yes, still a hilarious. Sure. Fun,
1: it's a fun sure. comparison, though. <laughs> I mean, I love a Knight's Tale, but
0: yeah. But yeah, I love, to what you were saying, Abby, about there being layers to people's motivations in this movie. That's one of the things I loved about it. Um, And I think we can get a little bit into this uh, because I feel like one of the big questions is about Sarah and the Queen-Queen Anne's relationship and whether that love is real between them. And I honestly felt like for as messed up as their relationship was and as much as Sarah was using her position to get power, I do feel like she genuinely did love Queen Anne.
1: Yeah, um, and I I always interpret it as like the Queen didn't want to do this work anyway so like she, yes she also gained something from it but I think the Queen also ultimately gained something too of like she didn't have to deal with any of the bullshit of, you know, yeah, being a Queen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and uh, I think and you like can... How, sarah like obviously says really really horrible things to queen anne but she's also the only person who can be honest with her yeah and will be honest with her because everyone else is too they a they don't have the history of a relationship that allows them to do that and b they're scared of her
2: <laughs> they're scared or just like even like the procedures of court won't mm-hmm. let them say anything yeah
0: I think Ugh, there's just so much meat there There's so
2: much meat I think when but you when you kind of find out that they've made like pet names for each other so that they get they're on the same level socially which I find really fascinating yes and I that's was a
0: really good point
2: point. and I was like yeah I do think I think Sarah has messed up motivation sometimes and maybe also maybe power has like changed warped her a little but I do think she cares for Anne mm-hmm. yeah me too yeah
0: Ah, uh, so the favorite is very good. It is on HBO Go and HBO Now. I guess right now,
1: are they the same thing? What's the difference? Oh, is oh. I one like want to you subscribe? That, I used to
0: know, and now I don't.
1: I think what I think what it might be is like you actually subscribe to like the cable package which, with HBO, and the other is like a standalone. Yeah,
2: HBO Now is the standalone. Okay. HBO Go is the cable package. I literally pay for cable oh. to just use my cable password on all these freaking services. I don't. Yeah. I have not turned on my cable box in months, but I am like. Yes, I want to watch everything on HBO.
1: Yes, I have done, I used to have um, DirecTV Now, which is like a streaming cable thing, but mm-hmm. I think now turned into AT&T Now. I've canceled it since then, but I would do a similar thing where I wouldn't really watch that much live TV, but I would just like plug it into all the like local channel apps, and it's like, cool, I get everything on demand now. Yeah.
0: That's extremely cool.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's, it's all cable, we're all, we're we're going back to cable now, it's just all on streaming though. It's a slow
0: slide, just back to the way that everything was, Mm -hmm. history, time is a flat circle. (laughs) But yeah, HBO is absolutely owning my ass right now, because they, I just started watching Barry, and then Succession Mm. is in season two right now, and it's very good. Um, The Righteous Gemstones just started, which I really want to watch, and then they're streaming The Favorite, and a bunch of other movies and stuff that are very
2: good so we should talk about barry when uh allegra is back because i know she's watched it sean and i are in the middle of season two and i'm kind of obsessed and now you're starting it
1: i've only watched season one but i loved it i need to get get back into season two
2: it season two is so good i mean season one's amazing but yeah two's two's just got some wild episodes it's very good
0: yes well on that note let's go so i can watch more barry
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, thank you so much, Abby, for joining us today. Where can people find more of you? They can find uh, my work at giantbomb.com. We are actually currently having a sale through September 2nd so if you want to um, be a premium member which is you get to watch all of our videos all of our archive videos and everything we stream behind a paywall uh, you can do that much more cheaply you can get a yearly subscription for 35 bucks can you tell me like a little bit of the difference between what you guys keep behind the paywall and what you put out to the world sure okay this is a good quiz for me um, a lot of our paywall uh. stuff is like live streams uh, we have a lot of we have some edited content as well and just some pre-recorded content that we put up weekly. Um, and then a lot of our free stuff is the general games coverage of like we have podcasts, you know we have our quick looks, which is sort of uh, our impressions of games. We play through a game for 30 minutes or so and just sort of show like, hey, this is what this game is like sort of like if you're sitting on a couch and showing your friend like, hey, this is this game I've been playing. Um, so that's I think that sums it up, yeah, I hope. It does. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out at giantbomb.com. Um, if you want to follow my personal stuff, you can follow my Twitter, which is uh, my name, Abby Russell, or at YBBAAABBY. Um, yeah, I also have an internet TV show, sort of like a web series called Abby Dearest, which you can find on YouTube. Has that premiered? Yes, the first episode premiered. I'm going to try to do new episodes every Sunday. Oh well, no, God. the first Sunday of every month. Excuse me. Yeah, not every Sunday. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I too much. you no. just <laughs> <the> second one. <laughs> no, first Sunday of every month. Yes. So the next one, hopefully September something.
2: Congratulations. That Thank you. That is so
0: cool. I'm very happy for you.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's been fun.
0: Yay. Um, yep, that pretty much covers it. Cool. Hey, if you like this show... You should give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you so care to do so. It only takes a minute. And in that time, I could be dead because I'm an oh. old woman. You've turned um, so old so quick. So ha- enough reviews to so keep fast. you young. I know. I know. It, it was the sweat that did me in.
2: I mean, it was the sweat. Oh, no.
0: What, this is a <laughs> that's, that's not even
2: one. old. That's She's... Kermit. Yeah, I know. You're oh, the no. Muppet
1: now. <laughs> hey,
0: if you like the show. I'm Kermit. I can't do oh that. God. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> now it's like well, golem territory. Oh <laughs>
0: ah, no. Stop saying names
2: of characters with <laughs> your voices. You're Grover. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. Don't even I will not even entertain such a suggestion. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. It's a, it's a, it's a podcast service. It's a hey, website. Listen, it's a website. And thank you very much. This has been the Polygon Show.